You look great, Amy. <laughs> I thought that well, was all thank good. thank you. Yeah, she looks great. I mean, I, well, I'm like, you know, rested in a hotel room, took a shower. I've eaten a lot of DoorDash and Uber Eats. Yeah, Oof. I just feel I feel like this is the most skin you've ever shown on the pod. I feel like oh. you're really yeah. But you're a star and you're a bigger star than you this were is last week. What happens? Week. I this can't is even look at you guys in the eyes. This is you're too famous. That it was it, uh, listen, I just because of the internet and the way the internet is, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, it's probably gonna be like 80% like positive reactions and people love it right. and 20% of just how the internet is where people are like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But somehow it's like 99 point something percent positive. Really? I haven't even seen one negative yeah. comment. It just feels like everything it's people are like, oh my God, it was the best. So I want to, I want to get what your favorite reaction was, but my favorite reaction that I got so far was from a friend I went to junior high school with was like, Hey, I'm bartending at a, like in a really Italian neighborhood in the Bronx. And she's like, right after the commercial, I looked at the bar and people were crying. (laughs) So funny. I I got a lot of that. I got a lot of that. It made people emotional and like they weren't expecting because I think it was when you get like such a surprise, you become like your emotions, I feel like are more vulnerable when you're in that state. Do you know what I mean? So everyone was like, what, what is this? They were like, take it on a ride through the commercial. So then when they see you and me, I've, what I've heard a lot of comments where like, you know, people want to look at it like we're Meadow and AJ in that moment. And that you can see that like, we're both carrying like pain and so much love for each other. Like people have like really broken it down. And I think it's so cool that this commercial was able to give all those fans that were kind of brokenhearted over the finale, like they got a little piece of like a happy ending. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I had, I wanted to talk to you guys about what, what were you doing? What, like, who were you with when you watched it? And then what happened after? Because as the guy who is, uh, who has the pajama pants socials on his phone, my phone almost like smoked and just like blew up from the notifications. <laughs> I got to imagine you guys were getting like, was it uh, like a ton of like really, po- I mean, were you overwhelmed? What was, what was going on when the commercial aired and what did people say to you? Go ahead. Was going first Not to all me. at once too. Yeah. <laughs> Easy guys. Well, I will say, what was it like a five minutes before it aired? I just texted Rob, like, love you. Cause I knew that him and I were not going to get an opportunity to talk that night. Cause we were, you know, be responding to our loved ones and friends. Cause no one knew I was on that bed <laughs> alone here in New Mexico. And then I had to post on my social media, the commercial right when it aired, I was, I was to put it on my Instagram. So if people went to my Instagram, then they could see it again. And so I was focused on that. And as I was writing out like my text of the caption, my phone was like, bing, 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 bing. It was like nothing I had ever seen before. And I, ha- I had to put it down because I was like, if I start answering while it's coming in, but then it literally didn't stop for five minutes, just mm-hmm. new text. And it was just, you know, it was so sweet. It was pe- people, my friends from like high school, people I haven't talked to, I, cause I've had the same number for like over 20 years. So everyone has my number and it was so nice. It was like, you know, everyone was just like, that was such a cool thing. Oh my God. That got me emotional. Congratulations. Um, you know, and like in these types of moments, 
you also have to think the people like Rob and I, they get to be involved with it. It's so cool. But also for our families, it's really cool. Like it was, it's a proud moment for them. Like Super Bowl commercials are really big deal. And I don't think that really hit me until after this, as people, what, when people are texting me, I'm like, oh shit, this was like, this was a legit thing, you know? And my parents felt super proud and my family and Bo felt so proud, like telling his friends and like his friends telling him like, oh, my mom said that was your mom um, when he watched it. So for me, seeing people loving it is my, is the number one for me. I'm so, so glad, but also like the really nice encounters I've and like messages I've gotten because of it also made me really happy. That's nice. I guess people really watch the Super Bowl. A couple yeah. people, a couple Who people. Knew? Where were you? Uh, so I was also, I had friends in town and, you know, normally like I don't, I'm not like a social person, but the whole week I had just been like seeing people and hanging out with people and doing all this stuff and going to dinners and this. Cause I had friends in town who I hadn't seen in a long time. And so on Sunday I was like, you know what? I haven't told anyone about the commercial and uh, I know my phone's going to go insane. It's like, I don't want to be at some thing, like watching it at somebody else's house. And then the, f- the phone's going off and I'm taking phone calls and FaceTimes or whatever. So I was like, I'm just going to watch it at home alone. Like I do most things. And uh, yeah, it was great. Like, like you said, I'd never come alone. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. I'd never seen my phone do that. Like it was like 300 text messages in like instantly. And it was, yes. and what's weird is so from gambling, I know this where like, Sometimes a lot of people are like 30 seconds ahead or 45 seconds behind or whatever. So the commercial didn't come on yet. And all of a sudden it was like, bing, 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 bing. And I was like, oh shit. I was like, I guess that. And then the commercial came on and then everybody started. You watched uh, it on your laptop? No, no, no. I was watching on on TV. On the TV. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, well, you watched on your laptop? No, I was on TV, but Cutter was on like through the a laptop or something at the house. Cause it was, he was like in a theater room. It was like on a projector. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. So they were on a delay. Right. So yeah. He had kept texting me. Is it airing? I'm like, it's airing right now. He's like, Oh my God, it hasn't come here yet. Yeah. So I was watching yeah. it on like an app. And then I think in Canada, it came like an hour later. Like somebody told oh, me. Really? From, yeah. Cause I have friends in Canada and they were like, Oh, like I just saw your commercial this. And it was like, a, they came at the same time, you know? But it was, uh, who, who had your favorite reaction? Oh, was that the real question that I didn't answer? No, no, no. I'm just asking that now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, I don't know. I've seen a lot of funny memes of people reacting to the memes have been great. They've been really great. I say really enjoyed those. I'd say it's been really fun. Uh, and by the way, congrats. I mean, I don't know if we've said it, but congrats to both of you. It was a, a huge moment for you guys, but it was also, I think, a really big moment for our pod. I went to go open up our emails today. We have a ton of emails. The DMs on Instagram have been crazy. And even like my friends who know that I know you guys are like, oh, man, that's so great. So there's been just a lot of like, you know, love from all yeah. places. And um, and I, and I think I've been so surprised to see how many people were a like emotionally struck by the whole thing. And then B the amount of people that have written in saying that they thought it was like a trailer for a series, or they thought it was, I had a feeling people were going to feel that way, which we kind of thought maybe that might be the case. I think we mentioned that on the last pod, but um, I think that was kind of the intention. 
Yeah, which is like, I still feel like there's some gas in that tank, you know? And I asked Robbie on the way here. The people like, sound they, like they, the people sound like they want it. They fucking want and they, they, it. I mean, there's obviously gas in the tank because they just did a movie, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's Rev like that engine. We got a full tank. Let's and the movie it. was great. And I think the movie was like such yeah. a uh, they had to tell that story. And well, there's so um, many stories to tell. What it showed is there's so many stories to tell within yeah. the Sopranos universe. Like you could have taken any character in that movie and followed, had them be the main focus, you know, like all the characters he set up in the Sopranos world, Rob and I were in, we could do Polly Walnut's history. Like big, you know, like he made such amazing characters. There's so many stories to tell. I saw this other thing that was probably my favorite where it was like, uh, there was a thing that said like, on Twitter, it was like everyone's reaction uh, seeing that Rob came out to collect that check from Chevy. And it was like uh, <laughs> it, it was like a music festival at the moment when like the beat drops and everyone's like, ah! like going crazy, <laughs> spraying water and like dancing and shit. That was that was pretty funny. That is funny. Well, OK, so last pod, we also talked about before I get into some like uh, congratulatory emails, Jamie, uh, your chair drama. Okay. Do you get the chairs? Let's hear. Let's get a chair update because I know I have a couple emails here about. Gabby, the chairs. Wait, give me, give me, give me a little graphic chair update. I think Jamie okay. got the chair. Yeah, they're not happy. in my possession yet. They're not in my possession yet. So I told you I was going a little cray cray and like sending some emails. Right? Oh, Is that where yeah. we left off? Right. That's where we left off. Right? Yeah, we were about to throw around the weight of pajama pants and say, Correct. "Hey, did you threaten him with that?" I was going to call sweet. So Jane. I sent. I I found a number when I googled. I left a message. I emailed. I emailed from another email. I found another like customer care thing. Emailed them. Like all being like, red alert. Like I've wired you money over two weeks ago. Where the fuck is my shipping information? And he wrote me back like almost a full day later, apologizing profusely. He had been out of town. They were supposed to be put in the crate last week, but there was a warehouse missed up something, something, something. Don't worry. It's happening. I'll make sure the crates are picked up tomorrow. So I tried so to play. For people cool. don't know real quick. Jamie ordered oh. <laughs> uh, two chairs that because we did this commercial, she decided, hey, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to spend a bunch of money on these chairs I've always wanted. And uh, it had been weeks because she wired the money because there was a fee the on UK. her credit card. So she wired the money to the UK instead of taking the three percent fee on the credit card. And then she felt like she was getting stiffed. OK, sorry, Jamie. Go ahead. Yeah. Very good. That was Thank like, you. Thank you. wow. So. <laughs> I so I tried to play it cool for like two days. And then after like two and a half days, I was like, checking in. Did they get picked up by the crate? You know, and um, nothing. Next day, wrote again. He goes, yes, it's been taken up by this company. We gave them the info. They should contact you. So I'm like, okay. And then the next morning, this legit company contacts me. They're like the UK thing that transfers it over to DHL or something like that. They need me to fill out some forms. They have the chairs, all the information. So I fill out the forms and it asks for a social security number, which I'm like, okay, but they said it was something to do with customs. I send it. And then they email back and they're like, perfect. You sent us everything we need, except we need a front and back photo of your social security card. What? Now again, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What? So I write Cutter and he's like, Jamie, because you know, like, well, first of all, 
the saga of these chairs because we have this place in our house that we just need two awesome chairs. And like, I've gone back and forth about what fucking, I've never been this way in my life about anything. Like Cutter is this way about what to order from Postmates every <laughs> night. So I'm never like this. So the fact that it drove, I drove him so crazy going back and forth. Like, do you like these ones? Like every day I would be make, making him measure, making him move things for like a month. So he hates these fucking chairs before we've even gotten them already because I was so annoying about it. So then on top of it, we like got over the the trauma thinking we were getting scammed buying them. And now we feel like, oh, fuck, we are getting scammed because these people are, they're stealing my identity. They have set up <laughs> between watching Inventing Anna and the Tinder Swindler. I'm like, yeah, I everyone's fucking swindling me. Like everyone Absolutely. in the world, they're trying to steal my identity. And by the way, when we talked about, um, uh, Station Eleven. People were like, "You are you guys doing ads for Station Eleven? Because we love that show so much." No, of course not. We're not fucking doing ads. I I can prove it. I know. I told somebody to watch it. They hated it. No, we're <laughs> doing ads for Chevrolet. Yeah, yeah, get it right. But uh, no, we're not doing fucking ads for TV shows. They, we just I for me that was the best show I've watched in a long time. I loved it. Same. Same. Yeah. Okay, so the last. Wait, so then oh, I send okay. this. I send this. <laughs> Sorry, it goes on. No, forever. no, no. This is the pod. <laughs> this is our so pod. So I guys. send the information to Cutter, and I'm like, so they want a picture of me. <laughs> so just, I'm like terrified as I'm texting him at the same time. I'm like, oh, they want a picture of the front and back of my social security card, and he's like, Jamie, what the fuck? Who are these fucking people? Like you, you, because he thinks that I messed up ordering everything. I mean, sometimes I do not all the time, but he's like really hard on me about it. And so he picked up the phone and calls this company and starts like being like, why do you need the number, the picture? And, you know, they explain basically because it's over a certain amount of money, they either needed like my EIN number or my social number. I don't know, but something with customs, but, and it sounded legit. And we've asked other people and they were like, yes, they need that sometimes. So I sent my social security card picture. So I'm supposed to have the chairs second, latest second week of March. So if I don't get them by then, I'm pretty sure there's another Jamie Lynn Sigler running around Europe spending all my money. Wow. What a, what a saga. I can't imagine. And I better fucking love these chairs. You guys. I can't imagine giving up your social security. I know customs requires information, but the, the social security number seems um, I, I don't understand it. But like, what do I know? So you think I, I still do could possibly? I don't know. I don't know what international shipping is all about. This is crazy. Uh, <laughs> and also, by the way, maybe we'll have an awesome documentary three years from now, like the Jamie Lynn Swindler who goes around fucking Europe pretending to be you. Yeah. Simon Levev. Maybe they'll get like <laughs> constructive surgery on their face just to look like you. And then they're going around throwing the Sopranos weight around the Chevy weight around. All of it. Big Sky wait around. Entourage. I mean, Jesus Christ, Jamie, you're going to give a lot of things a bad name. Yeah. She's about to have a lot of fun. Chairs. Yeah. Uh, okay. So on the topic of chairs. Wait, hold on. If somebody if somebody stole your identity, what's the worst thing you could like you could picture them doing or like what, what would like you just be like? Drain, that drain, draining my accounts. Well, no, I don't think. They, oh, yeah, I guess they could do that. But I mean, more so like to your reputation, like if they went around fucking every guy in in uh, Europe saying like, yeah, I'm Jamie Lynn and you're fucking my puss. Like would that would that really would that bother you at all? 
or you just go like, no, that wasn't no, me or this, or no, do you go like, that God, everyone thinks me. I was like slutting it up all over fucking Europe. No, that won't bother me. Cause it's well, not, look, I mean, she's take, not even the only Jamie money. Lynn in, in the USA. You know what I mean? There's <laughs> already a Jamie Lynn with a worse I'm reputation. About if they did like oh my God. Do you know how many Jamie Lynn Spears, Britney Spears things people tagged me in by accident? Oh, it's, I imagine like, it's going to be a day. One day, parents. like after like the first like beginning of this public fight started when she was like on a talk show oh, or something. Oh, right. The next day I signed an Instagram and it was like 140 comments. And I'm like, what? That's like aggressive. I haven't posted in weeks. Like what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I looked at it and it was like, go to hell. Like, we're going to come after you. And I'm like, what? What happened? Yeah. I started going to like the posts and I'm like, Jamie Lynn Spears. Oh my gosh. These people have got it all wrong. So here, Jamie, here's what I meant. If somebody stole your identity, but then did what I talked about before, did the reconstructive surgery on their face to look exactly like you. So the girl is going around Europe pretending to be you and she looks enough like you or people think it's you. So then now if she's but talking if she to she could be there and I could go on like my phone and be like, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm saying for years, you don't know what's happening. Right. You find out like the oh. Tinder swindler or whatever. You find out three years down the line. Like, yo, guess what this girl was doing the whole time running around Europe. She was in Ibiza. She was Ibiza. saying that she was you and just fucking every dude and like getting crazy. You know, like what what would what I, don't, could I don't know. That just wouldn't bother me because it's just so it just wasn't me. It wouldn't bother me. I reputation doesn't matter. Like, like it's not, I care about people's feelings and I never want to hurt anyone's feelings, but I don't, reputation's not. Okay. What if she went around treating everybody in restaurants, like the staff really bad and tipping? And oh, not tipping? that would bother me. Yeah. I know. That my would bother girl. Me. I know. I know. I know that, where, that, where to push your that buttons. That would 100% bother me. Yeah. So then you, and that's, and that's in the documentary you make. That's how you find out, right? Like one time Jamie goes to a fucking a restaurant in Europe and they're like, we were, we're never serving her again. And it's like, yeah. what? like that starts She's, everything. They've got her picture on the wall. It yeah, do not yeah. serve. Yeah. Bad checks. In Ibiza. Do not serve her in Ibiza. <laughs> hey. Um, okay. So just so you know, you have some support. Okay. In oh, regards great. to the chairs. Okay. Uh, this yeah, was Jamie, from Liam. You're love this. Okay. This is from Liam. He says, uh, hello, Jamie, Robin, Cassim. I'm going to go straight into Jamie's chair issue. I live in London, England myself. And if you send me the details of these people, I'll go there myself and sort it out. Can't be having Jamie getting swindled. Can we? Anyway, if this problem is still going on and you'd like me to go there or have a word with these people, it would be my pleasure. And this I'm being deadly best. serious. Stay safe, oh my God. Liam. And that's not the only email we got on, uh, for the chairs. Oh my God. I love our fans. So, so much. we got the muscle. That well guy done, was the Liam. muscle. And then we've got here, we've got the, the, the brains. brains. This, Ooh, is, yes. this is uh, from Matthew. I'm going to assemble says, a team. Guys, when I got back from uh, New York for two months, I was most excited about, it. I walk in, I see a box mm-hmm. in Casim's place and it's my helix mattress. It's going to yeah. be my new mattress. And I am so excited to get it home and sleep like a baby. Yeah. Uh, I feel superior to you because I'm already sleeping on my Helix mattress. And how are you sleeping? I got to tell you, I thought I had a great mattress. And then I tried my Helix Lux Sunset mattress. And um, it made me sad how much money I had spent on the mattress mm, prior. Can't um, live with regrets. 
part. And of- by the way, not only the money you spent, but you had you went to the store like an idiot to pick it up and get it home. This That's thing right. comes delivered in a box to your That's doorstep. Right. Getting a mattress delivered to your door is uber luxury. And being able to go to their website and taking a sleep quiz and getting the yes, exact that's the right big type part of, of mattress it. based on how I sleep. Do I sleep on my back, on my side? Do I like it firm, soft, standing up? <laughs> you sleep standing up, huh? You uh, vampire? Okay, uh, so listen, guys, just go to helix.com slash pajama and take their two-minute sleep quiz and they will match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash pajama. Again, that's up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows at helixsleep.com slash pajama. Hey, can we talk about Squarespace for a second? I would love for you to talk about Squarespace. Uh, Those of you that are business owners or just have uh, the need for a website domain, um, Squarespace is the place for you. And then they have a bunch of tools that a lot of other people don't when you're making websites. They have your e-commerce figured out. They have video blocks. You can attach your social media and your Instagram and get those pumping on your webpage. They have the traffic overview feature, which lets you see who's coming and from where. Multiple they can contribute. help you manage your members, which is great. Sending out emails, reminders. I love Squarespace because Squarespace has helped my friends create a professional quality website all on their own. Is, am I one of those friends, Rob? You're an acquaintance. Oh. You know, it's just Squarespace is just this all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. It helps you kind of get it up off the ground and then run it. That's right. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash pajama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. You're in for a treat because right now we have Tiki Barber on the pod. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. he's one of my favorite guests. You guys are gonna so love this. Enjoy it. Thank you so much for doing our uh yeah. our podcast. Who do we here. got on the pod today, Rob? Yeah, Tiki Barber. So we're friends with Ron. Ron's been on this uh podcast, mm-hmm. and he just like I don't know, like you know, Ron's married, and I think he's said more nice stuff about you than he has about his wife to me. <laughs> <laughs> like he really it's just like all the time about how he great does. you are. You're such he a great guy. The best. Yeah. What the heck are you talking to Berkowitz about? <laughs> <laughs> he's oh he's my one God. of the most interesting people I know, to be honest with you. The best. So we had a debate on this show where it was like, who has the potential to have the closest relationship? So we said, like, there's mother and daughter, there's husband and wife, there's this. And my answer was, I think it's twins. 100 percent. It's yeah. got to be identical <laughs> twins, though. Identical really? twins are basically the same person. And if you were like my, if they were like my mom, my parents, then we were always together. And in fact, as we got a little bit older, my mother had to specifically tell the schools to not put us in the same classes because we would never have talked to anybody else other than ourselves. Yeah. I I think it is twins. I really do. There's just this bond that exists. That's incredible. And and we're talking about Rondé Barber, your twin brother who, uh, I was, you know, I'm a big Buccaneers fan, and are you uh, really, Casim? Yeah, well, I wouldn't. I, I say I've I've paid less and less attention to it uh, over the years, but uh, at my oh, he's peak retired, was, so he doesn't care, right? So my my <laughs> peak was in the 01, 02 season, and uh, I mean we had we just had the best defense in the league, and and he was, you know, him and 
Warren Sapp, yeah, Warren Sapp, and and uh, uh, John Lynch, who's Hall of Famer, and Derek Brooks, Derek Brooks, yeah, all these guys. There's, there's right. just it was it was such a uh, uh, it was such a, like a great time to be a fan of that team. Um, and then yeah, I mean, look, I love you as well. <laughs> By uh, extension. <laughs> but the fact that you're identical twins means I'm essentially speaking to Rondé right now. So welcome yes. to the podcast. Yeah. Have you. Yeah. So he would tell you that's not true because <laughs> he is the significantly more accomplished yet less popular of the twins. Oh, he wow. has a beard. All he does is play golf and mm-hmm. is at the point in his life where he doesn't have to give a fuck. <laughs> so yeah. We're yeah. all trying to get there. Yeah, exactly. that's for him. It's all that's all that's the goal. It's just get there. <laughs> exactly. How did you so how did you decide? Because obviously, like, you know, you you were working in Jersey for the Giants from 97 to 2006. Me and Jamie were like right around the same nine, 10 year period. And then that's right. We both decided to get the fuck out of the <laughs> East Coast to be somewhere where it's warm all year. Like, how are what keeps you in <laughs> New in New York, New Jersey in February? Yeah, I, I can't even. I mean, imagine. look, he's bundled up for the snow right now. Talking to us. <laughs> I just, know. I just always wear a hoodie in my house. It's all so. Uh, my wife, my wife Tracy, loves it like comfy, but I but I like it cold because I sweat so much, and so yeah. the rooms that I'm constantly in, like my office, I keep it cold because I like to Got be it. bundled. You know what I mean? Um, two things I think keep me here. One is I'm divorced. And my older kids, I have I have six kids in total, but my older kids live up in Greenwich, Connecticut. Well, at least three of them do. My young, my oldest actually is now at uh, Princeton, so he's closer to me wow. now. Oh, wow! Congrats! So it's just wow. kind of cool. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, but also, I mean, I got to media very early in my NFL career, nineteen ninety eight or so. I started doing media, and I knew that New York was the media capital, and if I wanted yeah. to pursue this long term that I needed to be here. And so yeah. I, I worked for Fox News when I was playing. I worked for NBC right after I was I finished on the Today Show. And then wow. I got into at CBS and doing a radio show locally here on WFAN, the biggest sports station, as you guys know, um, really yeah. in the country, on doing the midday. And so my job keeps me here and and I love yeah. it, but it's also my kids. You know, it's 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 great to have a lot of interesting and diverse kid interests. Two playing football. One, uh, my tw- I actually have twins too. By the way, they're not identical. Oh, uh, so like- can you? Uh, well, well uh, let's ask you more twins about later because I'm still. Yeah. It's it's really amazing what you've been able to do like immediately with your career mm-hmm. when you stop playing. I know that's like, I mean, I didn't have somebody that was as successful or as played as long as you, but I even know for my husband when he retired yeah. playing baseball, it was it's hard. There's a real transition. That's you've really been doing since you're a young boy, right? Like the yeah. focus and the goal. So it, it's it's hard. Well, so I, think, I commend you. For- yeah, well, I thank you, Jamie. But I think I got lucky because I, I wasn't good early in my career, but I lived in New York City. So no, none of the players live in New York City. They live in like Jersey or Secaucus right. uh, or closer to the stadium. Uh, even like the Knicks, they, a lot of them live up in Westchester or, you know, out near where they have to play. But I decided to move into... New York City. So I lived on the Upper East Side. And as a result, I started getting exposed to a lot of different people simply because I was a football player, not because I was great, but because I was a football, I was different. I was unique. 
And then once yeah. I got good, I got exposed to this, like, you know, this is like this, this rarefied air in New York city. These like mm-hmm. billion, like hugely successful people that are on, you know, philanthropic, they make billions, millions of dollars. Yeah. And I was walking in those circles simply because I was a good football player. Um, yeah. and, it, and it opened opportunities for me, which uh, I took advantage of. And I think if I lived somewhere else, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool, though. I remember your transition from uh, the game to media. And I, it, you know, not to kiss your ass, uh, but I will be doing so. Uh, <laughs> it, it was such you think I'm a Ronde, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just speaking to Ronde right now. Um, I'll relate the message. It, it was such a seamless transition and you could tell how good you were at it right away. I, I don't know if you felt that way or not, but I felt that way with, I, I, I could tell like Michael Strahan had this yep. thing and, yep. um, you know, uh, Troy Aikman had a version of it, uh, yep. less pizzazz, but more like I- incredible game sense. You know, there was just a way and, and somebody who has to be in front of a camera all day too, like, you know, when somebody has that gift, yeah. is that something that you um, just have always had a, na- a knack no, for, or did never. you have to like really work hard at that? It, so it's a great question, Kaz, because I, growing up, me and Rondé were very shy. As I mentioned before, mm-hmm. we would talk to each other, but nobody else. Oh. So we go to, we go to the university of Virginia and we, we get pretty good at, quickly at, at football. At least he does. He's the ACC rookie of the year. And I'm kind of just hanging it out, but we now all of a sudden we're football players. And we have to talk to people, but the reason that I've got, I think I got good at media is because after my second year, um, my manager, Mark Webselter, said to me, you know what? We might need to find something to uh, divorce you from football. <laughs> I don't know how long it's going to last. <laughs> <laughs> what a smart guy. Good for him. He was. He was. <laughs> so, I, so I started doing WFAN, where I work now, but this is 20 years ago, overnights, like 10 to 2 in my off seasons. And I'm talking like hockey. Like these these Russian names, and I'm like, I don't know. Well, what do you think? You know, type of thing. That was how I started in the business, but I I started to enjoy it. And as I got better as a football player, the opportunities just kept coming. But I also knew I didn't project correctly. You know, what I mean, I just kind of was. My presentation was just uh, just steady, right? And so I took an acting class, uh, and I'll never forget this woman. Her name was uh, Peggy Lewis. She her company was called Biz Kids. It was over on uh, the, the, the peers, um, on the, on the East, on the West side, um, Chelsea, Chelsea peers. It was like this little door, like back around the corner. And she taught kids like 10 year old kids. And here I was taking these lessons with her, with <laughs> these like 10 year old kids, uh, just to learn how to talk and project and carry yourself. And then one year after, after a year, she said to me, I'm going to produce a play, uh, an off, off Broadway play. And I want you to do it. And I was like, I don't know if I could do it. What's the play? And it was Women of Manhattan. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's a John mm. Patrick Shanley play. Uh, who The guy who wrote Moonstruck. Yeah. And, and it's deep because it's about a, a, a black man in New York City who's very successful, grew up in the you know, like 60s. So he he has a tinge of of uh, the, the civil rights movement in his blood, but he's, he's successful and he's dating a white woman uh, in New York City in the 80s. And so I have to channel this guy's history and I have no idea how to do it. And she taught me, she taught me how to be like emotive and 
um, take on a character and project and have confidence in front of a crowd. And I loved it. And I wanted to do it forever, but then I got really good at football. And so it kind of went to the the wayside, but it came back as crazy as this this full circle of life is and staying in New York City. Uh, Two years ago, I got asked to do a a walk-on role for Kinky Boots. Now I couldn't do it, but I, I, we stayed in contact, my same manager. And about six months later, they reached out and said, one of our cast members is going to take a hiatus because he's going to do something at the paper mill playhouse over here in New Jersey. Would you like to fill in for his role? And I was like, all right, what's the role? And I don't know if you've seen Kiki boots, but it was Don, um, uh, who is the antagonist in the, in the show. You know, he's like the thesis of what Kinky Boots is, a guy who changes his mind. And so I spent like, I don't know, three or four weeks learning the lines and another couple of weeks learning the blocking, which was the hardest part of it for me. And, and then I did Kinky Boots for, for seven weeks. And it was wow, unbelievable. I mean, playing in the NFL was great, but the energy of being on Broadway and on that show in particular, where at the end you're singing Just Be and, and the entire crowd is, mm. is singing it with, they're on your feet and they're singing it with you. Uh, it's, it was it, it was emotional. Like it was moving. Um, the guy who played Cal, uh, played uh, Lola in my show, his name was Callum Francis. He's from Australia. And we became really tight. And he said, the reason you feel that way, Tiki, is because when we're performing, we're sending out this like tidal wave of emotion. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just all going out. We're trying to get people to see and understand and, and accept. And then all of a sudden they like it like at some point they get it. Right. And it, yeah. all, it all comes back to you. And it was just like, mm. oh, I, mean, I, I remember I walking, that. I remember leaving this, this, the, the theater every night, like, like exhausted, but like uplifted, if you know what I mean. It was yes. Just, so as much as I love football, it was it's something about what you guys did for a living, which is performing and acting and filling people with, I don't know, a, a touch of life that they don't actually have. So um, that, so that, so why I became good at media is because I did, I acted. And I learned how to act. So, but you know, you said my question before you got lucky, but then as you're telling me the story, you're like in my off season, I did the night you shift did the work. on WFAN. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, yeah, yeah. you went to an acting class with like you, well, well, you guys know all the work. Absolutely. Well, I got lucky, but I got lucky because I got drafted to New York. And if these other opportunities hadn't come around, I, I wouldn't have taken advantage of them. But, but don't get me wrong. Um, luck, which, which is actually success is intentional. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it happens for reasons. It happens when people mm-hmm. have purpose and they have direction and they have a focus. And sports taught me that. And I was able to, you know, take advantage of it because I lived in New York. I became a New Yorker and, you know, developed an opinion and a voice. That's why I love sports so much. And I'm so happy that my boys are really into yeah. sports, my little boys, because I feel like there's just so many life lessons to learn right. from playing a sport and being on a team and having it not just to be about you, about the, you know, the group. Right. I just, I love sports for that yeah, reason. Yeah, Jamie, you're, and you're right. And the, and the beauty of it is that it's it's immediate, right? You know yeah. right away whether you were successful or you failed or what right. you need to work on. You learn how to deal with negative emotions. You know, yeah. most, most guys learn how to be humble as well. Not, not all of them are, but, <laughs> you know, there, there are there are so many lessons in it. And it's not yeah. it's not a stupid man's, you know, profession anymore. You really no. have to be intelligent and you really have to understand 
um, how to brand yourself uh, because everybody, everybody watches now. Okay. And not just what happens on the field of play or the court or wherever they watch everything. So yes. uh, it takes a consciousness to be successful at it. And you yes. see, you see it when you watch stuff like uh last chance you, you know, and you're seeing Absolutely. these kids where you're like, Man, they're so smart because look what they're doing on the field. But then it's like when it comes to scoring, they just don't want to fucking do it, which is how I looked <laughs> in school. So it's like, you know, they it's just it's just like to me, Last Chance You is one of the best shows. I agree. Out there. I it agree. just shows everything. It's so in sport. And like it gives you those moments, too, where like. It's like it's like it's like all right, like the big game, and then you have you get so invested in these kids, and the it's just it's it's really one of the best. If people haven't watched Last Chance, you you really should. Yeah, and 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 because sports, at least most of them, you you kind of have to go to school, right? You can't just like, all right, yeah. I'm good at this at, at six, you know what I mean? Right, I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna do this when I'm twenty or twenty six. Mm-hmm. You you, you kind of have to take school seriously, and that's what my mom always told me. That's why I always made good grades because. You never know. And I, I agree with last chance. You, I think one of those kids actually find like actually made it. Um, you know, not a lot, a lot of them do, but I think one actually made it to the league. Uh, I got to I got to recheck that. But uh, I love that show because it tells you it's not always easy. Like you, we see the finished product and we're watching yeah. you know, the NFL or Major League Baseball or whatever it is. But it's a, it's a it's a grind and it's a path that some people, you know, fall off on. But a lot of people. You know, if they if they keep fighting, they'll make it. Yeah, yeah. you see it because mo- you know, I I I mean, I, obviously, you would know much better than me. But from the looks of things, it looks like there's multiple kids on every season who could make the yes. NFL. But so it just it, like you said, it really shows you like what it takes. Like there are these kids who have the talent, and it's just it's not enough. You know? Yeah. No, you're right. And again, then Jamie, I'll go back to this because I said lucky, but it's true. Like if I if I had played for another team. Um, and two years in, I was just average and they were kind of like, eh, all right, we'll move on from him. I could have bounced around to three or four different sure. c- cities and I never would have established sure. who I was able to become. But I was lucky because I had a coach who really liked me. I mean, I was his, I was his second pick. I kill was our first round pick. And I was the second pick his first year. Jim Fossil, may rest in peace. He just passed away uh, about mm-hmm. a year ago. Um, it was quick and sudden, but he had such an impact on my life. And became, you know, like a grown-up father figure for me. Um, and, you know, it was something that I'll never forget. Because he helped, he kept me around until I figured it out. You know what I mean? oh, <laughs> like, that's so great. And once he figured it out, it was like, all right, now let's go. Let's have some fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's probably too, because he knew you'd figure it out. But he also liked you and wanted you around. You know, yeah, you were I mean, worth having around. Yeah. Relationships are so important, man. It's just, yeah. It's everything in life and how you treat people and, you know, how you, you know, how you how you keep them in your life and you never know when it's going to come back and be, you know, important for you. How much of what you've learned from your like coaches? I mean, I want to talk about what you mentioned. You had a son who's in Princeton. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, 19. I mean, in his first year, AJ. I mean, as a, as a parent, you know, to, to have That's just a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's great. Wait, are you, I just want to say right I'm honored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Athletic Greens, listen, I-, I love when we get a sponsor that I was using before yep. the sponsor comes to us. That's and when you know it's real. I have it right near my coffee station. Me I too. Mean, I-, I get up right. I do it right before my coffee. I like to get the nutrients in. Yeah. And Me I- too. And- 
And it is 75 high quality vitamins, right. minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. So what it is, is for people, if you don't have the time to make sure you get everything you need in your diet and this athletic greens does it for you. One of their slogans is there's a giant billboard by where I live. And it says, if, if we don't make it, you probably don't need to take it. Ooh. Actually, you know what? That's not on a billboard. I just made it up. Yeah, we just made that free. That was dope. Okay, so right now it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash pajama. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash pajama to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Guys, uh, probably the most important piece of news that's coming out of this pod in years, I have to tell you all, I've officially changed uh, deodorants. I had been using this. That's I why know. you smell better. That's right. And for years, huh. years, I had been using the same deodorant. And what happens is like, it's really hard to find a deodorant that doesn't have all the aluminum and all the stuff in it, the bad yeah. stuff for you. But that also works. So uh, when Native came to my doorstep and I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm gonna, again, it's one of those things like Jamie said, you don't want to put, I didn't want to put the money up because I'm like, what if it doesn't work? Then yeah. I got it and it's not working. I got something I got to throw away. So I used it, put it to the test. I got to say, I've been using it for weeks now. I put it on every day. I haven't smelt anything yet. That's right. They're best known for their aluminum free deodorant, which I use. And they come in all kinds of fun scents like coconut and vanilla. And they all smell natural. 24 uh, hour protection, um, naturally derived ingredients. You guys, it's residue free application and over 10 cents. And also, by the way, they have toothpaste now. All natural toothpaste. Yes. We love native here at Pajama Pants, and you guys should give them a shot to smell and feel fresh all day long with native. Get 20% off your first order by going to nativedeo.com slash pajama or use promo code pajama at checkout. That's nativedeo.com slash pajama or use promo code pajama at checkout for 20% off your first order. Is what you've learned through football and, and through great coaches, do you take any of that into fatherhood and, and being able to like, um, do, or do, do. does fatherhood take a different approach? My life is, has been really blessed. I really believe that, but it's also been challenging. You know, I went through a divorce um, and it was, it was hard. It was pu- highly publicized in New York and, you know, a lot of false things and negative things were said. I never responded because I, I never wanted, I never wanted my kid's mother to be portrayed a certain way by me. So I never said anything and I just took it. I just absorbed it. But it also made me realize um, that I had other relationships in my life that I needed to solidify. Most importantly, my father. So I didn't grow up with my dad. My mom and dad um, were divorced when I was very young. He was a football star at Virginia Tech. Uh, Side note, uh, and you'll appreciate this as a Tampa Bay fan, if you still follow Tampa, even uh, moderately, he was roommates with Bruce Arians, who was oh, the head cool. coach of the Tampa yeah. Buccaneers. Right. They were the first black, white roommates, sports athletic roommates at Virginia Tech. They well, called themselves salt and, salt and Pepper. And <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've known Bruce since I was a baby. And he, wow. you know, he's fam wow. to me. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have a relationship with my dad. But when I went through my divorce, um, 
um, and then ultimately got remarried to Tracy. And we were pregnant with our my fifth kid, her first her first kid. Um, she reached out to my dad, and and she said to me, I remember, I'll never forget this conversation. She was like, Tiki, um, you might be mad at me, and I'm like, All right, what what the hell did you do? Yeah. And and she said, I sent your dad a Christmas card, and I said, Okay, and and she says he's coming to visit. I haven't now I haven't <laughs> seen him in twenty years, maybe longer. Um, wow. And I know a little bit about him, but not a lot. Uh, he got into the substances and the drugs and everything else that was going on in the early 70s. And my mom said, you know, you're not doing that around my kids. And mm. they split and he was in the wind for a long time. So I reconnect with him. He's here. Like he comes and stays here, like at my house, not like at a hotel, because he was going to have a hotel in the city. <laughs> my, my wife was like, Tracy's like, you know, that's like 40 minutes away. <laughs> so just stay here. So yeah. after not seeing this guy forever, he's in my house and drinking wine when I get home and with my wife. And we just had this long, deep conversation that really changed like how I view people who make mistakes in their lives. Now, I say this because my son at the time, um, AJ, was was probably 13, 14 or so, um, maybe 15. And, you know, he was seeing this relationship happening with me. Um, my dad, by the way, is now a, a professor of theology at Oral Roberts University. He's the director of field study and this highly influential man. Wow. Life was saved by an Indian Christian, uh, an Indian woman who was happened to be Christian. She wasn't um, she wasn't Hindu. Um, and so it was it, it, it saved his life. And, and years later, I reconnect with him. And we have this great conversation about where he's been and the mistakes that he's made and you know who he is now. And I have a half brother and a half sister. The minute he left, he leaves, I get this note from my, from my half sister, Krista, uh, who I had never met. And it was like, I've been waiting to write you this note since I was 16 years old. She's, she's only, she's only uh, five or seven years younger than me. Since I was 16 years old, I always told my dad I wanted like, uh, brothers and sisters, more brothers and sisters. And he never would, he never would have another kid because he said, Tiki and Rhonda are going to come back in your life. And here it is all these years later. And I had this deep relationship with my half sister, my half brother and my father, which I spent most of my life not really caring about. Mm -hmm. And so as I talk to my kids, as we, you know, we, we've, I've gone through this divorce and, you know, I don't see them as much as I would, would like to. And obviously now that he's in college and my older one is going to go to Brown next year and the twins are up in Greenwich. It's, you know, it's it, the lesson is like family matters so much, even if it's not to totally intimate, even if you're not seeing somebody every single day, there's there's importance in, 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 in those relationships. And so all of the ups and downs of, of sports and, you know, the relationships that I've had with my coaches and all those things, they're, they're lessons that help me be a father. But it's really the redeveloped relationship with my father that helps me be the best dad I could be and realize that I can be a failure. I can be a fuck up, but I can still have an impact on my kid's life. And so that, that's really what I take away from it. Wow. So, that's incredible. How did that? What a terrible answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's real. You know, it's no, real. Oh my, my God. dad's no, an, that's an amazing guy. He's an amazing man. 
That's Ooh. amazing. I mean, I used to get these notes from like ran on social media, random people like, oh, I love your dad. He really saved my life and helped me view, you know, uh, uh, Christianity and, and and my God, the right. And I'm like, what are you? Who? I, I had no idea who they were talking about. And now I do. <laughs> wow. So it just changes so, like your perspective on on everything when you when something like that happens. So how did your relationship because you said like you and Rhonda are basically like the same person in a lot of yeah. ways. How did your how did your the relationship between him and your father would like, did you not talk for the same amount of time? Did it come yeah. back at the same time? Here's the thing, Rob. He still hasn't talked to my father. <gasps> still, he, wow. he wants nothing to do with my father. Right. Is that the I, one like, thing is like the twins? You're like not the it's same. Just, it's just he he doesn't have the same experiences as me. Right. right. There's always there's wow. just always this de- debate about especially with twins. And they study this. I mean, they I think I remember when we were kids, like little like five-year-old, six-year-old kids, we'd go to this, I don't know, like this place where they'd study twins. My mom That's the place them. that was like splitting them up and sending them to different homes. No, like not that. Not documentary. that. <laughs> yeah, I know no, that not, place. Not, not quite yeah. that. <laughs> um, but like debate has always been, is it, is it nature or nurture, mm-hmm. right? And you get these separated twins and they end up having like the same car and the same clothes and their wives look the same and they have these similar lives even though they were separate. But I, to me, it's always been nurture. It's always been the, the the situations that affect you in your life determine who you're going to be. And this mm-hmm. is the prime example, you know, and, and I've had, you know, a more, I don't want to say trouble, but like little more rough waters than my brother has had. And, it, and it's made certain things more important to me. So, so it's, it's a good question, Rob, but my brother still doesn't have a relationship with my father, not because my father doesn't want to. It's just that Rondé's not ready for it. Uh, I think in time it will happen. I think time is the thing. I think, yeah. you know, it's it's such a great story because there are tons of people and we've all kind of been in these situations, whether it's with family or friends where you are, you, you could never see reconciling with this particular person ever, That's you right. know, and then time passes and you start, you know, that person's just out and not around. And and then you, after a while, you'll just kind of forget yeah. of what the initial sort of like aggravation yeah. or what the problem was. And you start to miss that person. And yeah, I'm not saying like go reconcile with like toxic family member. You know, there's sometimes you just are better without having a certain person yes. in your life, but even so, if, if you cut out like a toxic mom or toxic dad, it's going to leave a divot no matter mm-hmm. what. And if it's possible and if you ever find yourself kind of coming into the tail end of, of, of this sort of uh, like you being angry at a, at a parent or a friend, eventually it will subside. And for you to sort of like revisit it wouldn't be a terrible idea. And you'll find yeah. that that probably has happened to the other person too. And, and you guys will both kind of end up be like, what was that all about? You yeah. know, like, yeah. and, and, and I, and I love your story because it showcases that and I've, and I've gone through it and I've, and I have family members right now that are like at ends with each That's other. Right. And I can't do anything except just be like, it just, just watch and try yeah. and, Nurture something. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you can't force these things, but time, time is always, I think I've found to be the best. I I think to use your, your metaphor about the divot, if, if that divot gets filled by something else, right. If, if, if you're not, if you don't feel that, that, that hole, that gap in your life, it's, it's, it's okay to not need it, Mm -hmm. but there's certain points when, and it's happened with me, I, I needed it filled. 
right? I, I needed, I, I had a hole in my life and I needed it filled. And my, my father, who I had no relationship with, filled it. Now, the interesting thing is my mom was, was, was happy about it. You know, not dissimilar to my divorce. My mom never said a cross word about my father, ever, ever. Uh, I remember growing up, we had his football jerseys, number 42. It's like these, this, this white and this, uh, you know, bad orange. That was a Cokie's color back then, day, Virginia Tech, orange jerseys. And I, and I would wear the, the, the orange one. My brother would wear the white one. And we just kind of wore them because we didn't know like what, was, what the situation yeah. was. And we didn't become sour to his lack of a relationship to when we were much older and realized how, how much of a struggle it was to my father. Um, but my mom never said anything bad about him, ever. And I, I, I can, I remember when I, I, I grew a mustache one uh, when I was, I don't know, 16 years old, 17 <laughs> oh, years old. No. It was, I mean, yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> it was as bad as you think. Uh, see, you, you get away with it. I don't, I, I don't know, <laughs> but you have the hair, like you have the you, hair. You like, have such a beautiful yeah. face. I feel like a mustache <laughs> would be a crime. You know, I, my mom, my mom says to me, you you remind me so much of your father right now. And I remember uh, it was kind of like, uh, what do I take? Like, what do I do? Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Is that a good thing? A bad thing? I think I'll shake yeah. it. <laughs> so how, how does that work out now at family things where your brother is and you want to invite your dad, you just respect his will or do you have him yeah. there and they don't, they don't yeah. talk or. Well, Rhonda, lives down in Tampa. So, you know, we, we, we get together periodically, not, not as often as we would like. And COVID has been a, a bitch with this obviously, but um, yeah. My father is always traveling because, um, I, like I said, he's a pres- professor, of field, uh, director of field study out there at Oral Roberts. So he travels all over the country and all over the world. And and he's in Tampa sometimes. And he's always he's always asking me, you know, can you see if Rondé uh, wants to you know, get together type of thing? And, you know, it just hasn't happened yet. It, it will. Um, so it's not awkward because my father is a very um, level headed um, intelligent. He understands, like he gets it. And yeah. certain people, yeah. and you guys know this, who are just unaware that they're a problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Think, oh, it's not on me. What are you talking about? It's not my fault. Like, why, why don't you like me? So, you know, it just, it's, yeah. he's aware that where the issue originates from. And, wow. and he hopes, and in, you know, he, I, he prays that at some point it does, it does fix itself like it did with me. And what was Rondé's reaction when you told him that you made up? Yeah. He just said, cool. All right, cool. Wow. That's so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, that's, but he's not, he's not, it's not like negative. It's not like acrimonious. He, right. like first, he played golf with, um, with Bruce Arians the other day, uh, about a week ago. And he asked me, he's like, Hey, uh, I know, I know dad was at my daughter's cheer competitions. So my oldest, my, my oldest with Tracy and have, we have an eight-year-old that does competitive cheer. And so they traveled out to Oklahoma for this competition, CJA central Jersey all-stars, <laughs> um, and they won and they won a national championship with crossfire which is her champ which oh, is good first. for that i'm watching wow. cheer i get i get that whole Dude, scene man my it eight-year-old is, is unreal obsessed with that. my eight-year-old yeah. is obsessed with that show i'm watching um, that show like i watch like yes. any edge of your seat you know <laughs> really? it's like, just like oh my yeah. nationals are coming up and their floor routine like no one's tumbling that's well right. you know like it's just it's unreal yeah, yeah, that's that's real life man because that's how that's how it is with my eight-year-old um but my dad went and so my, my wife took pictures and, um, you know, my sister, half sister was there. My half brother was there and Aww. all their kids. So it's cool. And I took this picture and I sent it to Rondé. And I was like, I was like, uh, our dad is, is supporting, you know, your, your niece. And he was just like, oh, that's cool, man. But when he was playing golf with Bruce Arians, he was like, hey, I want to show Bruce 
this picture of his former roommate. And, and so I know he's aware he's kind of living it vicariously through me, even though he's not mm-hmm. committed to doing it himself. So it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic, you know, families are odd. I mean, no family's perfect. Like, can't. no, and we, we all try to smile and put lipstick on the pig, but all families are fucked up in some way. You know that. Yes. Well, that's, For you sure. know, people would always say when we would get back together with the like whole Sopranos crew, they'd be like, mm-hmm. we're like a family. I'm like, no, we're much better than a family because nobody <laughs> owes me money. I don't hate anybody. No, be, it's all positive and it's all good. But you know what I want to ask you about, too, is like, obviously, I love gambling. You know, I moved to Vegas for yep. a, alone to play poker. I love it. How do you how did you feel when the NFL finally dis- decided, like, OK, we're going to start acknowledging this, you know, trillion dollar bill, whatever yeah. it is, where it's like how, you know, how did how did you feel about that? You know, well, two two reasons, two things. It exacerbated something that as a player, I just hated, which was, come on, Teague, you're killing me in fantasy football. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't score a touchdown. I'm like, dude, I had 150 yards. Just because Brandon Jacobs scored my touchdown doesn't mean that I didn't do what I had to do. Yeah. Like, we, won, we won the game. Like, chill out. So I think it, it, it invigorated fandom in a way that it's, it's undefinable. But there are people who are fans of me or the Giants simply because I was on their fantasy team. You know what yeah. I mean? They might yeah. live in New Mexico, but they, they it expanded the reach yes. and the popularity of our sport and the individuals in our sport. And as you guys know, mm-hmm. we wear helmets. So, like, you can't see. You can't see us. Like, you can't identify with athletes. Um, but because of fantasy football – you now you now do. So the popularity has massively grown in the NFL, which, you know, for a while was stuck at about a $10 billion business is, is about a $15 billion business with, with designs to go to 25 and, and, you know, by 2025. Um, wow. And that, that'll happen because of this, uh, you know, hundred billion dollar TV deal. Um, so I think it's increased popularity. That's, that's one, but it's also creates created opportunity for athletes right? These commercial opportunities for these sports books have become enormous. In fact, I was, I didn't go, I was in Los Angeles for the week, but I didn't go to the game. I went to Las Vegas uh, to Superbook, which is at the Westgate Hotel. And I watched the game there, me and my brother and some, you know, some winners that we had on the show that we do. And, you know, a bunch of people in the, you know, that were there. And it was, it was awesome, right? It was just a unique experience of watching a Super Bowl uh, with everybody betting. Uh, for instance, the first thing that went off that these people, these guys were going absolutely insane. National about. anthem or the coin? National flag? anthem. Yeah, the yeah, national yeah. anthem. The over but for the length, the over yeah. length of the national anthem. Yeah. It was. It was. They got it at one forty-five. It closed at like one forty-nine, I believe, and she went one fifty point three eight or whatever it was. And so they were. Uh, she's singing. She's singing. She's singing. She's singing. Singing. She gets to this point. Where she just adds this like little, <laughs> and I was like, "You got it, you got it." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. she wasn't even like on home of the, you know, uh, yeah, and, uh, brave, and she wasn't even there yet. I was like, "You guys got it." That little little extra, <laughs> they got it. Oh, yeah, and they go crazy <laughs> because they they they, they find a way to bet over everything. Huh? Uh, it was amazing. It was it was amazing, but it was fun. You know, it's a different way to yeah. watch the game. Like if you don't necessarily sure. have a dog in the fight, you don't care about the Cincinnati Bengals or the LA Rams. Um, it it's gives you the only way my husband watches sports. Yeah, <laughs> is that right? It's like the only way. I love that, Cutter. 
what's what's his favorite football. to do it with? Is it is it football? football? I mean, yeah, football I actually I don't know if he does it. The other ones else. are hard. Just it's just it, I feel like yeah. I've just heard about fantasy for so many months. It feels like it goes all year yeah. long. But now he has my son obsessed. Yeah. Like every Sunday morning, he get lets Bo do a lineup on Fanduel. And oh, so nice, Bo gets nice, like nice. Sat, every Saturday night they sit down, they talk about it, and then Bo sleeps on it and makes his lineup. It's really cute. <laughs> All right. Well, when we started this interview, you were just finishing a Doctor Who episode. I was. What do you is what else do you watch? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your go-tos? TV yeah. and movies are a big part of what we talk about on right. this. I also want to get into um a little bit of what you just uh, I think you recently have uh, been on the new season of Housewives of New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, uh, want to uh, talk my wifey, about that. My wifey getting yeah. me in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, so, are you a, are you a sci-fi dork? Do you, do you like fantasy sci-fi. stuff? I love it. Total, Thank total you so sci-fi. Much. So Doctor Who is what I'm currently re- <laughs> currently rewatching. Yeah. Uh, obviously, all of the um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe Thank I've you. gotten into. Thank you. Um, and I, and I, and I, you know, it's funny. I kind of forgot that I hadn't seen all of them until, until WandaVision came out and then yeah. WandaVision comes out and I'm watching it. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm a little bit lost. And yeah. so I went back and watched from start to finish and not in phases. Cause they have them in phases, you know, like phase one, phase two, phase three, but in chronological order. And it allowed yeah. me to like, put it all together in my mind. So when I watch WandaVision and then Loki, and then uh, what's the, what's the other one that came out? Falcon Winter Soldier. And yeah. The Falcon there's Winter so Soldier. many. Yeah. We got there's Moon Knight coming in. out. I'm there's telling you, so many. <laughs> you just oh became my, my favorite. You just became my favorite barber twin. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Well, well no, wait, to, be, this... to be fair, Ronde is more of a sci-fi geek than I am. I take it back. Ronde just took the, just took the uh, lead again. So do you... even, even goes to Star Trek. Right, you can't be like a, a that's a, a whole other a level star a Star Wars guy, <laughs> and then yeah. also be a Star Trek guy. You can't be but, both. There's a rule. But but Paramount Plus came out with this new series, Star Trek Discovery, mm-hmm. which is modern, and it's like it's like it fits what like everything else is happening in in, in the sci fi world, and it's really yeah. interesting. Picard was also interesting, even though it got slow at points. So yeah. I watch all this stuff. <laughs> Real Housewives of New Jersey. What's that been like for you? Uh, what, did you have to get dragged kicking and screaming to do this? <laughs> How'd that come about? I, uh, so we've known Joe and Melissa for a really long time. Um, going back to, I mean, this is it's it's politics, but it is what it is. So the super delegate, Democratic super delegate in New Jersey is friends of ours. The Republican super delegate in our area of New Jersey's was friends with the Gorgas, and so. Believe it or not, they're actually really close, the superdelegates. So they connected <laughs> us. They connected us and said, hey, I think you guys will like, you know, like That's so out funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. And so um, we went to dinner with Joe and Melissa probably six years ago or so. And we just hit it off. We became really good friends. And we popped on one episode, like it's like in just in the background a couple of years ago. And, you know, they they asked Tracy if she'd be interested in coming on as a as a as a friend, you know, not necessarily a housewife, but as a friend. Yeah. And we we're like, OK, well, we'll 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 do this. And, you know, for a while we thought she, she was actually going to be a housewife. But now she's a friend of the housewife, which is perfectly fine with me. Um, and you don't have to insert yourself in the drama. You can that, witness well, it from a safe uh, distance. Yeah, we, we oh, do. Is this but a tease? We, <laughs> but we also don't and so um it's an experience i can't wait to watch 
it's, it's yeah, an I'm experience. Sure. I've, I, like, we had a lot of fun shooting it over the summer and, um, you know, Tracy is, she's amazing. Cause she has the patience of a saint to deal with all this stuff. Uh, but for me, I got to do, I got to hang with the house husbands. Now the house husbands are awesome. Like are I am. Joe, Joe Gorga is the man. I, oh, he's the man. So, <laughs> by, so by, great. by the way, I told you I was in Vegas. He, they were with us. So the Gorgas were with us in Vegas watching the Super Bowl. We went to Tao, Las Vegas. And oh, we, had, we had, we had a good time. Um, so we're really friends with, uh, really good friends with them. And Marge, we become friends with and Jennifer, um, and, and, and Bill, um, they have their drama this episode. So yes, yeah. I saw it's, it's, uh, it's fun. We enjoyed it, even though it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's so good. Cool. I love Real Housewives of New Jersey has been one of my favorite shows for a long time. Like I just yeah. I, it's always, you know, there's some shows where it's like when it comes out, you're like, all right, well, sometimes like I have two episodes of that. Like, I don't, I don't know. Do yeah. I want to watch it tonight? Yeah. For some reason that show for me, I never have more than one episode in the bank. Like I'm like I, every time it's on, <laughs> I'm like, I got to see what they're yeah. up to and this. And it's just it's a crazy show. Well, well, Bob, Rob, you know this. It's like the drama is it's kind of like pushed a little bit you know what i mean yeah but it's also really real in new jersey right it's like yeah. actual yes. drama it's well not that's like, the thing huh, the cities, me, yes there's some yes. cities where you're like oh this is like real life shit right now yes yes you know and yes. that's when you can and those are the more successful cities that's right and there's yeah, others they're, they're not like, faking oh, going see. to prison uh, <laughs> do we care about this uh, all right, right. say this so that you get this. Re- it's not that it's like real stuff. Uh, wow. So it was intense. Uh, Tracy would come home sometimes and like literally Need a shower. Out. No, <laughs> just like pass out. She's <laughs> like exhausted. She's just like, I'm shot. I'm like, dude, yeah. you were just shooting with, your, with the girl. Why are you tired? Yeah. She's like, just wait till you see it. Yeah, you're <laughs> shooting wow. and you're drinking. That's, <laughs> That's right. There's also a lot of alcohol That's involved. It. In that too. Hey, were you hesitant uh, at all to do it, to do the show? I wasn't. Tracy was a little, little nervous just because of the drama. And she's like, is yeah. this going to affect your job? And, you know, is, is, w, is WFAN going to be mad that you're you know, involved? I was like, no, man, they're going to love it. In fact, it's going to create some some uh, different audience uh, that yes. going to call in, <laughs> call into our show. And in fact, we've actually had a couple people call into the show and be like, wow. hey, I, I saw you on the Housewives, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get so, out there. All those That's guys awesome. that are blaming that they just happened to see it because their wife had it on. That's but they right. Probably really paying more attention to the TV. Than That's right. Their, their I give phone. I I give the guys an excuse. I give yeah, because it's, it's sports you when you're on. That's right. That's <laughs> Did you right. watch Absolutely. the show before you started going on it? Um, well, a little bit because we knew Joe and Melissa, so I I catch right. it every now and then. And then obviously they're big drama. Um, you know, when the Judices uh, had that issue you were talking about, the, and, and and Joe went to jail, and like that was that was re- that was like news, like that wasn't yeah. like reality television, that was news. Um, yeah. And so yeah, we did watch it, but when we knew that we were going to do the show this year, this season, um, Tracy and um, I don't know, she didn't force me because I kind of just like, well, I don't want to watch this and watch it with one eye open, like oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what did what did Dolores say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you but yeah, we those, went back and watched it. Similar to what you were saying about, you know, your experience to your perspective with your father. I feel like sometimes even with the shows, because I'm feeling more as I'm watching the season of Jersey and I'm seeing Teresa and her family and her children. Yeah. And they're very just like well-adjusted, strong women. Yeah. And they've been through a lot as kids. And I think, you know, people can make fun of us for watching Housewives and this and that, but I'm, I, I look at it as like, 
this this family has been through a lot and like right. they're now they're in this phase of their life where they're happy and they're celebrating and they look well and i think that that's a really nice thing to be able to see and witness you right. know, if you don't witness it personally in your life, I think yeah. that for as all the negative things they say, I think that there's there's nice things to see about how people's lives can evolve. Well, Jamie, you nail something here because with this series in particular, with with Teresa and Joe and Melissa, you've you've literally seen their kids grow up, right? Yeah. They were they were babies like when yeah. this thing started, and now they're it's twelve seasons, and they're 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 young adults, and they're I don't know they're they're well adjusted. Like you, you think that, oh, I don't want to expose my kids to something so traumatic, but that shit happens in life. You know what yeah. I mean? Like families go through this, not, just, you know, it's not just, you know, celebrities on reality television, real families go through things like this and you see how, how people can live through it and, and yes. even excel through it. And so there's, there is like, it feels like it's all drama, just yelling and screaming, but there is, there is an aspirational piece of this show which I think mm-hmm. is important and it, and it can't get lost. And, you know, maybe I'm churching it up just because that's not, just that's how my mind thinks, but I always yeah. think that there is a, there's a reason for, for, for things and why they happen. And, and, yeah. and it's, and it's part of your journey. And I think we see that on, on the real housewives, particularly New Jersey. I think that's why people are attracted to it because it's not, yeah. it's not fake drama. It's like, re, it's real drama. Um, yeah. That shows you that, you know, if, as long as you love your kids, it's really hard to mess them up. It really is. Mm. That's great. That's so nice. Yeah, I like hearing that because I'm I'm constantly I don't have kids yet, but I'm afraid I will fuck up my kids. You can't. You can't. You will. You will. I might might find a way. (laughs) Uh, Look, Tiki, thank you so much. I mean, this This has been one of the best interviews we've had. Um, Oh, yeah. uh, you, you're so insightful and well-spoken. Um, I'm sure we're not the first people well, to say I, that. Um, I, I appreciate you guys. As Rob told me when he, when he texted me earlier, said, I'm an open book, man. <laughs> it's my life. No. Well, well, I could, the, the I could listen to you talk for a long time. So I'm glad yeah. that that's what well, you do. Where can we do that? Living. Where can we, where can it's we listen? It's a good thing I have a radio show. Yeah. That's yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. So there promote all nice your job. things. How everybody can tune in to all your stuff. Yep. WFAN 660 AM 1019 FM 10 to 2 in the midday show. Me and Brandon Tierney on Tiki and Tierney on WFAN Sports Radio 66. Wow. Yes. Perfect. Beautiful. That projection. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank so, you, like, thank you, Lewis. Like I said in the beginning, Ron had said so much good stuff about you for 10 years, and somehow you've crushed expectations. Right. How do you do that? Yes. I can't wait to meet you guys, man. I'm just well, next I, time we come, we've we either do we hang at Rod and Laura. Yeah, absolutely. Come hang out there. Well, you'll join our dinners now in New York when we go out. We'll figure Definitely. something out. And awesome, you could come. Yeah, uh, yeah. Th- thanks. Fly, fly, <laughs> if you want to catch. Up. Yeah, we'll catch a new Doctor Strange movie together or something. I can't wait for that one. Yeah. I can't wait for that one. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. Doctor Strange might actually be Doctor Who. Think about it. And he's, wow. (laughs) She's going to leave us with this mind bomb. (laughs) Thank you, Tiki. You were great, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. Thank you so much. You guys be blessed. Have a good one. Take Thanks care. again. Um, see ya. What a great, what a great interview. Now, should we finish the chair? Because so what we had the brawn of my operation. Right. Now this is the brain. Now this is the brains of my operation. Yes. In regards to your chair. Uh, hey, guys, <laughs> sending you an email from my work account because I listen to all your episodes while I'm at work and I really enjoy the funny ass banter back and forth. Good job. Also love the Super Bowl commercial. 
Super clever. Jamie, did you put the chairs on a credit card? You could dispute the charges if so or claim fraud. Or if you wired the money from your checking account, you can call the bank and let them know what's going on. They have investigators at work all day long going after people who do shit, who do this shit to people. All three of you are doing a great job with this podcast. I really enjoy it. Keep up the great work. Really, Jamie, tell those people that are not responding to go fuck themselves. Fuck themselves mm. really hard. I can't stand shit like that. All the best, Matt. So, uh, yeah, I guess you have. You can still get in, in touch with your bank if you uh, if this still doesn't yeah. go well. Stay tuned yeah. until next I really week's appreciate episode. It. Yeah. And let Maybe me say something. People are invested. This guy is uh, <laughs> writing from his work email. Yeah. Our listeners are fucking smart, dude. Uh, this guy Where has a, a six-figure job. I guarantee just by the signature Whoa. on you this email. Say, Jamie, just, we're going to send the, this to you. The this graphic. Is- I mean, there's things. That, first of all, his job description is under his name. It's three separate lines. It's I don't understand much. any of it. It's got words like global in it. Yeah, uh, data, yes, science, regulatory. Whoa. Uh, it's got acronyms. That I'm not sure. You know, there's just a lot and of he's fun. on my personal investigative team. He's on your he investigative team. Yeah. Yeah. We put together a crack team. <laughs> Matt, you're hired. Guys, thank you so much for watching uh, our uh, second Super Bowl podcast recap episode featuring Tiki Barber. Tiki, uh, amazing. What a great guest. One of the best. I really could yeah. listen Please to check him out. forever. He's so yeah. cool. Some, um, he, some people make doing a podcast so easy, and he's yeah. up there as far as like- He's a great he's storyteller, though. He's giving, yes. Yeah, he's he's doing all the things. Uh, highly, uh, we should have him back. Him and Perry Caravello will be back. Yeah, so that's a guarantee. The, the big thing that's coming out lately is Kenny Caravello. We'll talk about that. We're going to have to get into that. Guys, you yeah. can find us on- I, One of the times I just can't make it. Jamie, you're going to want to meet him. He's apparently a very generous man. Yeah, I Jamie. don't trust either of you anymore when you tell me I'm going to have the most amazing. So you're one of our on. fans who didn't like Perry Caravello. That's yeah, crazy. D- wow. Uh, Jamie, we got to cut you're that breaking. out. Gabby, no, we got to leave that Gabby, in. Cut that out. No, Perry watches the show. If he sees her say that, it's going to. He didn't even hurt. know who you were when he showed him a picture recently. <laughs> yeah, Gabby, that's why he's so Gabby good. can you do me a favor and just bleep that? Uh, we can't. Perry cannot. Yes. Hear what leave it, but bleep it. Leave it, but bleep I it. I have and then no bleep problem. This. Leap it. Every time we say Perry, bleep it. Uh, <laughs> guys, thank you. And all the way, by the way, the the listeners, you guys have been like overwhelming our inbox, our email. We are so happy that you guys found this pod. If you're new, um, support us on by clicking the subscribe button on YouTube. Click the notification bell. That way, you know, when our videos go live, which is every Tuesday morning. We're on Instagram. We have a subreddit, r slash pajama pants podcast. We're on the Super Bowl. Maybe let's <laughs> these guys maybe, are maybe let's marsh. make let's make next week an email podcast. We've got a lot. We've got a lot of emails. That's what I'm so saying. Let's let's get let's, through it. Yeah, yeah, great idea. Got it. Um, all right. That's it for uh this episode. We'll see you in the next one.